Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of high schoolers who are sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master, and I'm joined by my friends, my players, and um, my festival contestants. Hey, everyone. Aww. How are we doing? How are we feeling after Good. such a fun night, a fun evening of festival festivities? We actually, Brandon oh, and I just went to RenFest, so. Yeah. I saw that. I'm so fucking jealous. Mm-hmm. I was wasn't invited. It was a grand time. Don't worry. I wasn't either, Danielle. All are invited. Well, on that note, we'll have to talk about it for next year because we definitely have, we definitely yeah. want to be able to like we want to get we want a to day. book like a big airbnb and yeah. get as many uh, people as possible no so at the Renfest, go camping don't book an uh, airbnb sorry yes I'm a camper. debaucherous debauchery <laughs> we can get debaucherous at the anyway we'll talk about that after <laughs> oh, but it, i mean yeah it was it, it was great um yeah awesome, we, uh, awesome. we we had a good time drank <clears throat> Uh, we got thirty six dollars worth of free drinks. Yeah, which granted only came out to two cocktails, but still, we got two free drinks at a titty bar. It was <laughs> awesome, dude. They did burlesque. He ordered an actual drink, and I was like, I just want water. And he's and the guy, sure enough, like a minute later, came back and was like, Are you sure that's all you want? Because I've got a drink over here that was made wrong, and you can have it. And I was like, What? So we're drinking that. We get a great little burlesque show. And then we're ready to leave. We're walking outside to the the outdoor patio overlooking stuff. And the guy comes back. He's like, do you want to do another magic trick for me? We're like, what? He goes, do you want to make another drink disappear? And we're like, hell yeah. So we down another. It's absinthe and all of this shit. <laughs> These so are eighteen dollar okay, drinks. Listen, yeah. I know that you guys are really excited about the cocktail part of this story, but I'm still stuck on titties. <laughs> She was, she was great. The pasties were she, also stuck on the titties as well. She was. She had a as beautiful they, voice. She did a great job. It was only like a one song and done. It was awesome. It was a fun time. And we yeah. got there at the perfect time because we we yeah. did we did kind of stumble into it. We got there right before the seats actually got taken, so yeah. we got a good spot. It was great. Fortune favors the bold. <laughs> Slightly drunkenly had a barbecue sandwich, and by uh-huh. God, it was so good. <laughs> so good i don't know that we need a question that was it that was the whole thing yeah uh, <laughs> that's the whole intro hi, uh my name's brandon Lindsay, and i play cecil mcnamara and uh today if your character walked into a teddy bar <gasps> sure yeah let's do that yeah oh my god your character yes. stumbles into a titty bar a burlesque show sure a burlesque show what do they drink and do they interact or are they kind of sheepish um for cecil i think he would be all in. I think he'd be really nervous at first because he would be like, you know, this isn't like my culture. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not experienced with this. I think he would try and do like an old fashioned because he's like, I got a masculine energy. This shit. <laughs> then as soon as the performer comes out and starts doing their thing, I think he'd be totally into it. I think he'd buy another drink. I think by the end of the night, uh, he would be on stage yeah. in his tidy whities. Yeah, what a good Christian boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello, my name is Andy Deinhart, and I am the voice of Victoria Hightower. Uh, I think she'd have so much fun. I think she would try to order something that is out of the norm and tries to make her seem very mature, but in actuality... It's like a sangria. Yeah, Yeah. probably, yeah. (laughs) She'd have so much fun. She'd be whooping and hollering and tip very well, but I don't think she's the kind of person, if she was called on as an audience member to participate in any way, she 
would definitely get uncomfortable and be like, no, 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 no. Then she'd go and brag that she went to a burlesque show. She would be a repeat customer. Absolutely. Support the art. Support the art. <laughs> and the artist. Uh, my name is Danielle Grisco, and I play Brian Tolkien. Um, if Brian stumbled into a titty bar, um, he would not drink. Um, I'm going to try to describe this as best as I can. Brian would walk in, look up at the stage, realize what's happening, look around confusedly at why there are so many people in the room looking at what's happening, then just slowly pull his hood over his eyes as fast as possible so he can like still see the floor but can't look up through the hood and just like <laughs> looking directly at his feet and the floor in front of him turn around and walk back out of the titty bar did you say slowly as fast as possible <laughs> Riley um yes Daniel Riley I, shut up fuck you shut Riley, up, fuck Riley. you okay, <laughs> I just wanted to verify just wanted to verify you know, me and my mental health need a day you know like listen <laughs> earlier you said Alabama instead of Atlanta so you know what I said Austin, Austin instead of Atlanta, Austin Atlanta. Instead of- fuck me you guys listen <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I've got just the thing for your frayed mental nerves, and that's a rousing session of D&D. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of, uh, my name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's Dungeon Master. I've never been to a burlesque show, and I don't know if I ever would, honestly. Uh, I mean, I respect the art, but I feel like I myself would probably feel a bit too uncomfortable in that situation. But if, like, a friend of mine invited me, or, like, a friend of mine was performing and really wanted me to come, I would observe um from the back at a respectful distance you would see a friend's titties but not a stranger's titties (laughs) well yes because they invited me to do so to see a friend's titties but yeah i would probably come in and you know just probably get a drink probably a margarita that's usually my go-to just observe from the back not really interact golf claps from riley in the back i do have a follow-up question though riley yes if you do find yourself at a burlesque club and you are invited on stage in some form of audience participation do you go no (laughs) <laughs> no i'm a wet blanket not no. even gonna yes and <laughs> well, all right i broke improv i would like riley's dm shirt just to say i'm a wet blanket <laughs> <laughs> last session on d hall and dragons the students slipped off to recover away from the crowds while Carlick explained the situation to the people of supperfield Everyone was exhausted and needed to recover, both physically and emotionally, and eventually came back together to hash out the drama that had unfolded throughout the fight. Many truths were revealed, and the group bonded through honesty, kindness, and Brian kissing both Victoria and Cecil in quick succession, and almost Carlick. What the fuck? Soon after, Carlick stopped by and informed them of the festival Supperfield was throwing that evening in honor of the pantry's restoration that he was given the duty to cook for. A few hours later, they made their way out to the pantry field, where the hands' tents had been quickly replaced by booths and stalls filled with all kinds of games and treats. The gang took part in a few games and then sat down to enjoy the meal Carla cooked for the town, along with some evening entertainment by a traveling bard, who mentioned another festival they'd recently attended a few hundred miles south, set in some strange ruins. Sounding quite familiar, the students decided to make their old stomping grounds their next destination. But as they prepared to sleep for the night, they all heard the voice of Lil Gus and saw Victoria drop unconscious. <laughs> and that's where we are now. Oh boy. Lil Gus is like, in the very near future, going to be like a major trauma trigger for me, and I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but it's nowhere comfy. <laughs> so, Victoria has fallen unconscious. And the last thing you guys heard was this strange, unfamiliar voice 
that you did not recognize uh, before Victoria just fell down to the ground. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna run to the kitchen real quick, and I'm gonna grab salt. Of course, he heads straight to the kitchen island. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's well equipped. All kinds of spices. I'm gonna grab some salt. Pop open the can or a little bottle of salt, whatever it is, and I'm gonna. It's a plate, actually. A plate, a plate of salt. It's a plate of salt. Yes. Ugh. I don't even have salt shakers here. It's a little unwieldy. I'm gonna bring the plate of salt over. Uh, I'm gonna lean, like lean her over the smelling salts, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna try and make a medicine check. I'm gonna try and assess her. Uh, her body is while he's rolling did we could we tell like what direction the voice was coming from or was it like surround sound it was like a voice that you that you heard in your head ah! <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God! is there anything um, i need to be doing do i need to be rolling no uh no, okay. no you're cool. you're dead um i rolled cool. a 24 <laughs> for my medicine check yeah victoria is unconscious but it does not seem to be of like a physical ailment gotcha she's just gone brain dead am i able to glean that this is a magical effect you could probably guess you could probably assume and as you are making this assumption you hear that voice again uh salt's not gonna do you any good there and the backpack that victoria has been carrying around it's sort of shuffling and rustling around, and you see the zipper on the top go. Uh, I pick up the backpack <laughs> from the bottom and I just shake it out as fast as I can to try to dump out all of the content. Okay, you start doing that, and you see the little hand puppet of little Gus hanging onto the zipper from the inside, just shaking around violently. And finally, he lets go, but he doesn't fall to the ground. He is floating in the air in front of you guys. Oh, I haven't really met you guys in person. Uh, nice to meet ya. My name's Lil Gus. I'm, a, am an acquaintance of Victoria's. I'm gonna grab my staff, and I'm gonna aim it at the thing. I'm gonna, and I'm, who the fuck are you? What have you, what have you done? What have you done to Victoria? He holds up a little hand. I wouldn't be too hasty if I were you. You take me out. You take her out. I cast identify. Okay, you can glean that this is a magical object that specifically has a soul trapped inside of it. Oh no! But you see now there are two souls trapped inside of it. <gasps> but I but I can learn which spell created it, right? If the cells ori- if the sp- if the souls originated from somewhere else. This is a very high level spell that you have not encountered before. All that you know is that it is some sort of necromantic spell. Ah! This puppet wiggles its hand. She asked me to help out a little bit. And, uh, I told her that she'd owe me a favor in the future. She never really asked me to specify what it was, and... I think with all you getting so close now, I think it was about time to pay up. Her soul's mine now. Oh, God. My eyes start glowing and my my form begins to shift as I'm going to cast Disguise Self and I'm going to return to my kind of like more druidic form. I'm holding my staff at this thing. I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but you have not tangled with us and I strongly advise you to reconsider fucking with us right now. Release Victoria and I will consider leaving you unharmed. Okay, it seems like you're a guy that can be 
negotiated with, if that's how Victoria found herself in this situation. Brian, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Let's shut the fuck up, Cecil. <laughs> We're in the middle of a hostile engagement. Is there a world in which you would accept something as a trade for Victoria's soul? No. I don't know about a trade. An exchange? A deal? You can make a deal. No! No! But I'll tell you what. Don't do it! You all think that you're such close friends. And you all know each other so well. What do you say we put that to the test? Uh... He holds up a hand, and you see these arcane strings start to sprout from the puppet hand and they materialize together as this old wooden door. If you walk through, you can try and get it back. But if you fail, your souls are mine too. Okay, I don't see how that's a 50-50 split, you know what I mean? Who said anything about 50-50? I'm holding all the cards here. Well, let's so speaking of holding all the cards, you say you've been around for a while, yeah, you've been you've been listening to all the conversations that have been happening. So you heard Victoria say out loud fairly recently that we actually think we know each other pretty well, but we don't actually know each other that well because we haven't really we've been in situations together, we've coped with stuff together, but we haven't like sat down and talked about our lives. You would have heard Victoria herself say that, right? Oh yeah, but I'm a puppet of my word. I promise, whatever I'm testing you on, it's only going to be over things that have happened <laughs> since you've come here. <laughs> of course you kill- of course you kill off the fucking note-taker! This is the awful thing! I mean, Cecil- Cecil, what do you think? Doesn't seem like you're giving us much of a choice. <sighs> it's all or nothing here. I'll play your game, puppet. All right. You hear the door. It's just a sheet of black on the other side. But you see in the far distance the shape of Victoria with her arms hanging above her head. Ready to play? <laughs> this will be child's play. Let's go. Get it, because Chucky? Um... I'm going to walk through whatever this fucking veil is. Yeah, I'm also, I'm going to follow him. As you pass through, your vision goes dark, and you hear this voice in your head that says, On this side, I'm the one pulling the strings. And your eyes open, and you look to either side of you, and you can see your companions. Ah! And as you look around, you are all in this long room. There appear to be like workbenches and strings hanging from the ceiling. And on the far side, you see little Gus sitting on a table. But as you all look around, you realize that you are all suspended. Ah. Oh. Shit. You each have four strings that are attached to you. No, oh, no. And each of you has one string that is glowing, like a sickly kind of black. And I need everybody to roll initiative. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> I don't like it, Riley. I don't like it. It's a nine. It's a nat 20. 
21. Even at Cecil's best, he still can't beat Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a 100-foot-long room, and you are each suspended. But you see, like, these like scraps of almost paper that seem to be floating around in oh the room. My God. And to free yourselves from these strings, you will have to answer questions. Oh my god. I'm gonna die so fast. Together, the three of you will have to answer three questions in regards to everybody, but for the last string that is attached to each of you, one of your other party members has to answer a question specifically related to you. Oh, that's so fucking cool! But, all this time, Lil Gus will still be attacking you. Ah, what a bitch! You need to first free yourselves before you can start to try and fight back. Okay. 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 So, at the top of the round, we have Victoria. Yeah. Victoria, you can choose to answer a collective question and free okay. one string from each of you, or you can choose a selective question about Brian or or, or Cecil. Uh, collective for 100. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was the phrase written on the note attached to the deck of many things? Oh, oh shit. Oh, um, wait, fuck, <laughs> this is so tough. Are you kidding me? Um, it was something about drawing. Can I write it down? When did he give us that? Oh, you gotta be, it just says deck of many things. That's all I wrote down. Um, something like declare as many as you pull. No, that is incorrect, yeah, no, unfortunately. No, oh no. <laughs> There's no way. You feel the string tighten around your wrist uh, uh, as you answer that one incorrectly. And with that, we come to Lil Gus's turn. Oh, shit. He is going to take one attack against each of you as you see the strings from the ceiling start to lash out and strike at each one of you. He will take all of these attacks at advantage because you are restrained right now. So first he will attack Cecil. That's going to hit. He's going to attack Victoria. Uh, it's a 16. Uh, 17. That attack is going to miss. And then he's going to try and attack Brian. And Brian, he rolls a 25. So he will hit you as well. Cecil and Brian, you both take... I rolled pretty poorly. Seven slashing damage and nine psychic damage for a total of 16 damage each. All right. <clears throat> as the strings wrap around you. And you just see little Gus just rubbing his tiny little puppet hands together at the end of the room. Uh, that brings us to Cecil. Would you care to answer a collective question or a selective question? Let's do collective for 200, Alex. What was the name of the first teenage worker you met in Boomerfield? Oh, jeez. Oh, you're Oh my god, I'm gonna me. kill all of us. We are all dead. <laughs> There's no fucking way. I didn't study. <laughs> First kid in Boomerville. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Yeah, we're dead. <laughs> this is worse than the hand. Where do my, where do my notes start? <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to die anytime. I've said it since the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. Right now, you can't take your clothes off. <laughs> you look over and Brian's like eating at his jacket. He's like... <laughs> just gnawing Dang. at it, trying to tear it off. Yeah, I, I'm, I, 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 sure, Thomas. Thomas is my final answer. 
Is that, Incorrect. Is that, does that satisfy you? You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you uh, try to tug at the strings, but they you continue to the tighten. Answers? No, <laughs> because I might run out and need to start circling back. Uh, Brian, that's your turn. Would you care for a uh, collective or a selective question? I feel that I will somehow be more successful with a selective question. Yeah. Who would you like to answer for? Let's go with uh, let's go with Victoria. <laughs> Victoria. What was Victoria's first kiss? Was it Ren? Victoria, you feel that blackened string on one of your wrists loosen and fall away. Wait, it wasn't. It wasn't Ren. It wasn't Ren. Technically, in your memory, she can't remember. Ren was, was your first my, kiss. Yes! Oh my god! As it slips away, <gasps> because technically the correct answer was Derek Darrington. Yes! But Victoria <laughs> gave up that memory. I did. That's I totally true. forgot. Listen, so you guys. Ren was my first kiss. This works out because in my memory it was also Ren. So <laughs> that comes back up to Victoria. Okay, I'm gonna answer a specific question about Cecil. What was the first animal that Cecil transformed into? A dog. Cecil, no. you feel the string <laughs> tighten around your wrist as Victoria answers incorrectly and goes, Guess you're not too close after all, huh? What do I look like? I got eight legs, I say out loud. That's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna come to little Gus's turn. And he says, hey, no cheating over this, shithead. <laughs> hey, suck a dick. He's gonna take an attack on Cecil. Uh, Cecil, his attack's gonna hit. That's a 26. Victoria, his attack misses again. Wow. And Brian, I believe his attack misses as well on you. That's only a 17. But Cecil, you take 19 damage total. <gasps> as you take seven, 7 slashing damage from the string. We gotta get him loose just so he can dodge. Yeah. As Lil Gus just steeples his little hands no, from the other yeah. side of the room. <laughs> and that comes to Cecil's turn. Let's do another collective. Let's do a it. Collective. All right. How did you get into Valencia's room? Oh, James put on a ring of invulnerability, turned into a big old block of diamond or ice or, or, or whatever, and we used him to uh, as a battering ram to break down the door. Not bad. <gasps> you all feel the string around your right ankle <gasps> snap oh away as Cecil gets a collective question correct. Okay. 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 What's, okay, okay. what's hilarious is my answer straight up would have just been through the door. Through <laughs> the door. Duh. Brian, that oh, brings no. us to your turn. What kind of question no. would you like to answer? A selective one about Cecil. I gotta get him out of here. All right. What is Cecil's favorite movie? Fuck me with a chainsaw. Jesus. <laughs> That's right. I can get a little meta and use the get to know you questions. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm all seeing, all knowing, bitch. <laughs> I'm pulling all the strings. Shut up, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it was something stupid. Yeah, because I made fun of him for it. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go. I, I Shot Inception. No, that's your favorite movie. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Cecil, your string tightens around your wrist. Oh, uh, no. And Victoria's at the top of the round. Um, okay, I'm gonna do a selective about Brian. What did Brian say to the cobalt in the sewers of Spiteful Field? 
Drown. Drown! Brian, (laughs) the uh, withered string around your hand snaps away, and you and Victoria both have two limbs free. Cecil, you still have three attached. And that brings us to Will Gus's turn. Gotta get him out. And he's going to take an attack against each of you. Cecil, that's going to hit. It's 25. Motherfucker. Victoria, that's going to miss. It's only a 16. And Brian, that's going to miss. Oh, Oh. Cecil! (laughs) Cecil, you only take 16 damage total. As we come back to you, Cecil, battered and bruised. Collective. What is the name of the horrible dragon that once wreaked havoc on forgotten fields? Fuck. (laughs) Is it D's Nuts? No. (laughs) Points for creativity, but you are incorrect. No idea. Brian, you're up. I'm going to go for collective. How many shadows did you fight in the Bummerfield Theater when Victoria ran away from the group? Um, in the theater, I'm going to go with three. You all feel the string around your left foot snap away as Brian answers the question correctly. Oh, Oh. Brian, you and Victoria are hanging by your left hand as Cecil, you are hanging by both of your hands right now. Okay, 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 okay. That brings us to Victoria. Fuck. Um, I'm going to try collective. Might as well. What is the name of the hand's henchman you befriended back in the school? Oh, this one's easy. This one's easy. You've got this one. Yeah, it was the nurse. You've got this one. This one's easy. Uh, It was uh, was Julie. It was Julie. You all feel the string around your left hand snap away. Yes. Cecil, you were still hanging by one hand, but Victoria and Brian, you are now both free as little Gus's eyes narrow across this long room. He is going to take his attacks. He's going to focus all three of them on the two of you as Cecil is now just suspended, but you two are a bit more of a threat now. So he's going to take two attacks on Victoria and one attack on Brian. Bring it. Victoria, one of those attacks is going to hit. Okay. And Brian, the attack on you is going to miss. Victoria, you take uh, 16 damage as these strings latch onto you. And you can now move across this room. Uh, But first, Cecil, you are unfortunately stuck because your last string is a selective uh, and you cannot answer for yourself. Oh, shoot. But if you'd like, you can hold your turn. And if someone answers correctly and you free yourself, you can possibly do something if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, Guess I'll pull an action to take a healing potion. Okay. Uh, Brian, we come back to you. Little Gus looks at you and he goes... Just one left attached to a little string. What was the first animal that Cecil transformed into? It was a spider. Cecil, you finally fall to the ground as you are freed from this string, and the three of you are all now mobile. Can I go ahead and... Yeah, you can now heal yourself. Okay, great. And that brings us to Victoria at the top of the round. I guess you know each other a little bit, but... um. Not sure if you can work together well enough to really stop me. Ha! Huh. Cecil, get ready to charge. And I grab 
Ryan's wrist and I cast Dimension Door and I get us up to Little Gus. Fucking hell. I always forget about Dimension Door. Yes! Uh, yes! Yeah. Retribution! You and Brian step through this portal as mm-hmm. you see little Gus on the other side of the room. He's like, has a steeple and he's like, let's see if you. Oh shit! Fuck! Oh god! Uh, as you appear like right next to him. Um, but first, can you make me a magic surge check? Absolutely. That's a three. A three. Okay. You're safe. Okay. You're, you're both kind of caught off guard because as you step through this door and are next to little Gus now, you see not the appearance of this puppet, but instead this hunched over goblin as he looks up and goes, oh, fuck, oh, shit, God, uh, as you step out right next to him. Uh, and I will tell you, these little scraps of paper are still kind of floating around and you sense uh-huh. like uh, this arcane energy from them. And if you like... You can still take bonus actions to try and answer questions. If you answer selective questions correctly, they can potentially boost your allies and give them added benefits. Or if you answer general questions, they can possibly have healing benefits or do extra damage against the little Gus. Neat. Okay, well, fuck it. Uh, selective. Selective. All right, who would you like to answer for, Cecil or Brian? Cecil. All right. This is a bit of a multi-part question. Okay. You hear the same little, like, childish voice of little Gus in your head while, but it's like you see this old wizened goblin in front of you like moving its mouth but like holding its hand and it's like <laughs> don't look at me but you hear what are the names of Cecil's animals and what animals are they oh boy that's difficult Gandalf the goat what? Gandalf the goat Miko the raccoon Gertrude the flying snake There, there's a bear <laughs> there's, there's a duck Fuck. <laughs> Gumbo the bear. Gumbo the bear. And, uh, what's the fucking dog's name? Dude, I only have one more other than that. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's all I've got. I'll have to stop there. I'm so sorry, Cecil. <laughs> you unfortunately missed Fritz the duck, ah, Fritz. Wallace the skunk, Grape the frog, and Edgar the raven. Oh. But you did get four correct. So, okay. Cecil, your next attack will gain 4d6 damage Whoa. for each of those correctly answered questions. But he's all the way back there. <laughs> As Cecil, you see, like, the images of those four animals that were named kind of appear beside you and kind of bolster your strength. That brings us to Lil Gus's turn. He is going to lash out at Victoria and Brian once more, taking two attacks on Victoria, one on Brian. Victoria, both of his attacks are going to hit. That's a 21 and a 22. Okay. And Brian, that's a natural 20. <gasps> no. So first I'm going to roll for Brian. Brian, you take 31 damage total as these strings just latch around you. One of them like latches around your neck and it like starts to pull you up a little bit before it finally slides away. It feels like you've had like a terrible migraine as this thing is latched onto you. And Victoria, I, I still need to roll your damage, but I also need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh, well, fuck. That's a nine. Okay, uh, Victoria, you take 34 damage total <gasps> as strings slash at you. And you, since you failed your wisdom saving throw, you are now attached. The strings are now pulling at your shoulders until you are released from these strings, your speed is reduced by 10. You cannot cast spells that require somatic components, and you have disadvantage on attack rolls with weapons using strength or dexterity. I'm not gonna remember any of that. 
Don't worry, I will. <laughs> that brings us to Cecil's turn. Cecil, you are 100 feet away on the other side of this room right now. What would you like to do? Um, I'd like to cry. Thank you. First off, I'm going to run. I'm going to run my full 30 feet. And then I'm going to, uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to summon my bear spirit another 60 feet ahead. Gotcha. So they will be in the aura. So you both gain 13 temporary hit points. Um, you also gain advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws while you're in the aura. Okay, okay. Um, and then I'm going to, as an action, I'm going to sprout wings and turn into uh, a giant owl. Okay. Nice. Brian, that brings us to your turn. You are right next to this crone of a little goblin um, crouched over at this desk. What would you like to do? I'm going to double attack this fucking goblin. And I'm going to cast Divine Smite. Great. Uh, nice. Yeah, roll me two attack rolls. First one is 11, the second one is 10. Okay, unfortunately those will both miss. If you'd like to take a bonus action to try and answer a question, you can. Yeah, I will. A specific question. Regarding who? Uh, I'll do Victoria. What is Victoria's favorite movie? Motherfucker. Answered this recently. I don't know. I don't know. I, the Princess Bride. Incorrect. It was one. such a, a it was one. such a recent thing too. I know. And that is the end of your turn, uh, Victoria. We are back up to you. What would you like to do? I want to not have this condition on spells. Whatever. It's your puppet. <laughs> yeah. Remember all the good times we had, Victoria. You consider them good. I consider them coerced. Oh, I didn't coerce anything out of you. You volunteered everything to me. Yeah, well, you gaslit me, so fuck off! Um, I'm gonna cast... What's gaslighting? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna cast... (laughs) I'm gonna cast Dissonant Whispers at third level. Yeah, alright, that is just a vocal uh, spell, so... Wisdom, saving throw, 14. That's, uh, oh boy. Okay. I don't know, man. I know, I know. I'm just gonna, I gotta try something. He rolls a 17, unfortunately. Yep. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. But he will still take half damage from that. 13. That's only 13 points of damage. Now. Okay, that's already half. Sucks. Nope, that's total. Okay, so he takes uh, seven damage total. Mm-hmm. Think of the good times, Victoria. Think of the good times. What good times? <laughs> Remember, we were so close, you know? You told me all your secrets because you were too scared that people weren't going to like you. Well, they don't, and I found that out the hard way, but... Oh, fuck you! <laughs> um, okay, and um, also roll me a magic surge. Oh, okay. Two! Two, Ooh, all right. Close. <laughs> you are slowly inching up closer and closer. I'm gonna grab for a specific about Brian. What is Brian's favorite movie? Inception. You are correct. Uh, Brian, the next time you take an attack and it lands, you gain a d10 of inspiration to both the attack and the damage roll. Whoa. Uh, as you are bolstered and you think of Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, but specifically <laughs> in that movie and not in his creepy sense of like ditching women that are under 25 or over 25. Nice. Um, nice. And that is the end of Victoria's turn. And that comes to Lil Gus. He hasn't hit Brian in a while, so he's going to take all three of his attacks at Brian this time. Uh, As Victoria, your strings detach away from you. Okay, only one of them hit, but it was another nat 20. No! Uh, It was. Uh, So Brian... Okay, Brian, you take 25 damage total. 
the strings latch around you again, and you see the image of a younger goblin making little puppets and making marionettes, but secluding himself away. You see, like, other children outside that are running and laughing, and you see him, like, looking out the window and just kind of glaring and turning back to his own work. Uh, and you come back as you the string is pulling you closer to the ceiling. You yank yourself out of it and fall to the ground. And that is the end of Lil Gus's turn. Cecil, we're up to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to fly my full 60 feet further into the room. So I'm going to get up to where they are. Okay. I am going to bonus action, drop wild shape, and I'm going to take the dodge action. What? All right. You guys see this giant owl flying up and then (laughs) disappears in like a swirl of feathers as Cecil lands and then just like kind of crouches a little bit off to the side. Um, And that is the end of Cecil's turn. Brian, we are up to you. What would you like to do? Um, I'm going to... He's right fucking there, though. You got to heal. You just got to heal. I know. I have to. I'm so mad about it, though. All right. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. At the second level. Good. Good. Very good. All right. Roll your healing and roll me a magic surge. Eight. Cool. You're safe. Great. And then um, for my bonus action, I would I would like to yell, Victoria, close your eyes and strip all of my clothes off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you won't hit me if I'm naked. Little Gus goes, that is still a really weird just thing that you do. You like, I get I get what you're thinking, but like, why? Just why? Like, all your clothes. Why does it have to be all your clothes every time? Brian takes things literally. Uh, that brings us to Victoria's turn. Um, so, quick question, DM. Yep. Polymorph. You can polymorph in, into anything with a challenge rating that is your level or lower, correct? Yes. Cool. So you guys literally just see Victoria for the first time probably let out a blood-curdling scream. Uh, just in an absolute rage. She casts Polymorph at fourth level and turns into a T-Rex. Shut the fuck up. I now have 136 hit points. My armor class is only 13, but uh, this bitch is going down and I'm eating it. Eat the rich! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you turn into a T-Rex as this goblin goes, holy fuck, oh my God. Yeah, it's just like looming over him and in in between its legs is Brian because it's just she's just standing defensively <laughs> thankfully too tall to be able to tell that Brian is naked um, <laughs> just between a T-Rex's legs totally alright uh, roll me a magic surge 17 we're good cool she just big nostrils sniff sniff inhales one of the pieces of paper sneezes it out and I'm gonna try to <laughs> in T-Rex form answer a question as my bonus action all right, great. Uh, would you like a collective or a, or a selective question? I'm gonna do collective. What was the name of Stanley's owl bear that you helped calm down? Oh, fuck off! Okay, 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 okay. Roger the owl bear. I actually wrote it down. Fuck <laughs> uh, yeah! For once, you happen to write down a trivial fact uh, that I happen uh-huh. to ask a question about, and uh, yes. you see a like a spectral arcane form of an owl bear charge <gasps> at this goblin, and you can roll four d eight and do Whoa. that much damage. Four d eight. I got three. That's you. I want to cry. That's two ones and a five. And another five, so 12 points. You know, the dice don't always go your way, but that's what makes the game interesting. 
um, the owlbear kind of like fizzles out like right before it hits him. And so it's like it kind of steps on him a little bit as it disappears. Cool. And that is the end cool, of your cool, turn. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Little Gus is like, fuck. Uh, and lashes all of his strings at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, motherfucker. Two of those attacks are going to hit. Yep. But that's okay. Cecil has never been more proud in his life. <laughs> Victoria, you in yeah. uh, T-Rex form take mm-hmm. 33 damage. Okay. And I need you to make me a concentration check. That's a 17. Okay. You manage to keep your concentration Ooh. as you, as a T-Rex, like, stumble a little bit as a string pulls at your foot and one pulls at a tiny little stubby arm, but you... <laughs> rips it. You pull yourself together and the goblin's like, back and went, fuck, shit, fuck. <laughs> Uh, the goblin gets down on its hands and knees and crawls in between your legs next to Brian. Uh, and that's the end of his turn. We are back to Cecil. Uh, as he's crawling on the ground, I'm going to pick him up by the scruff of the neck, hold him in front of me. I'm going to cast, because you said I had 4d6 extra damage, right? <laughs> I did. I'm going to cast Blight on this guy. All right. At fourth level, I'm casting Blight. Holy shit. A constitution saving throw, 16. Alright. Has a plus 8 to constitution saving throws. That is only a 15, though. <gasps> As oh my God. Uh, it's, he starts to <laughs> shrivel even more in your hands. I did roll a nat 1 on my wild surge, so. Okay. Oh boy. Zero. A zero. What? Or it's either zero or one hundred. It was a zero on the tens place and a zero on the die on the. Yeah. So a zero and a zero zero is a one hundred. I hope it's crazy good, not crazy bad. Huh. That's seventy-two points of damage. Seventy-two. Is he dead? Show your work. Is he dead? No, he is not dead. Get um, the fuck out! He's a goblin. He is a necromancer evil soul full of hate and vitriol. That's Uh, true. He's a a bit more than your average goblin. Yeah. Alright, yes, Cecil. You see this thing just like shrivel in your hand. I'm holding it by the scruff of the neck right in front of my face. Shit, fuck, stop, stop, oh my god. I warned you. Fuck. And Cecil, as you cast this spell, you feel this surge of energy and magical power flowing through you as you gain one ninth level spell slot. (gasps) You can then use this spell slot to cast one spell you've prepared at ninth level. (laughs) No. That's fucking insane. Just let me get one good bite in. Come on, I turned into a T-Rex. Would you like to do anything with your bonus action? Um, for my bonus action. <laughs> Since you mentioned my, it. As I'm holding him in one hand, his shriveled corpse, or soon-to-be corpse in one hand, I'm gonna pop open a healing potion with my with my other hand. <laughs> and I'm just gonna, like, pour it all over my face. <laughs> it looks like a Budweiser commercial. Yeah, I, I slam it against my face, and just <laughs> through osmosis, through my skin, I'm gonna take my, uh, my healing. When you're tired after casting a long blight spell on a shriveled little angry <laughs> goblin, nothing really quenches that thirst like a good old health potion. Mm. That's As amazing. like slow country music starts to play in the background, the guitar twang just resounds through the room. Lucas, <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? 
Um, all right, and Brian, that takes us to your turn. Um, I'm gonna whip him. Double attack. Okay, yeah, you can take two attacks. The first attack you take, you can add a d10 to it because of the inspiration from the That's correctly right. answered question. Uh, great. That's the first one is gonna be uh, math thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, and what did you roll Holy on the d10? Shit. Uh, that was a that was an eight. Okay, so you can add an extra eight damage to this roll as well. Okay, great. Sweet. The second one's gonna be a ten, so that's not gonna hit, right? Yes, but you can hit with the first one. Um, so that is that's twenty damage. Okay. As Cecil is holding him, you just like stick him through with your with your rapier and pull it out. He just screams in pain and just wriggles around in Cecil's grasp. And would you like to do anything else with your turn, Brian? I'm gonna grab a paper. Okay. Would you like to answer a general question or a specific question? A general one. How tall was the tower you raided in Boomerfield? It was five stories. I need a specific height. Oh, I need a <laughs> um, Use a unit um, of measurement. I'm gonna... Uh, 300 feet. Incorrect. Uh, the paper shrivels up in your hand as you answer incorrectly. Uh, but that is the end of your turn. Victoria, the T-Rex, we come to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, is little Gus a medium or a smaller creature? Yeah, I would say so. Cool. I'm going to fucking bite him out of seas. I'm going to gingerly go. I, I toss up. Yeah. Uh, and I like go. A, <laughs> yeah. I okay. toss the, the body, the slightly charcoal and, 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 mm-hmm. and black Shriveled body. creature. Yeah. All right. Does an 18 hit? That does hit. Fucking order! <laughs> uh, yeah, toss right. up this little... Arr, bite. Chomp, chomp. Munch, munch. That is 4d12 plus 7 damage. Jesus Christ. That's 53 points of damage, sucker! Bye! Victoria, show your work. Show your Yay! Work. <laughs> chomp, chomp. Wait, wait, no, we can talk this out! We can talk this out! It's fine! I say, shut up, and I toss him up into a big arc. Opens her mouth and just... Chomp. Swallows him. <laughs> All right, yeah, you devour this goblin. Yes! Talk about a metaphor. <laughs> and you digest it. You, again, see these visions of what had become a powerful spellcaster that, through his own fears and paranoia, tucked himself away from the world. And when people came for him to try and destroy him, he locked his own soul in one of his puppets Ooh. Ew. through a, a necromantic spell known as Soul Cage. Oh. And through that, attempted to drive other people away, drive people into themselves by feeding on their fears and their insecurities to ultimately try and take their souls for himself. Oh, I love mean girls. <laughs> but in this attempt, he, uh, unfortunately for him, failed. Uh, and as you swallow him and as you guys all come to this understanding this workshop fades away and you guys are all back in the cottage um victoria having teleported and uh transformed back into a human and not crashed through this cottage do we just like all fall on like yeah you all just kind of like fall on a dog pile on top of each other but then victoria on top of the dog pile feel a little weight fall on your back she wriggles off and pushes the guys away while shielding her eyes. <laughs> Brian is it's still naked. Uh, Correct. Put Stop your pile. fucking 
clothes back sorry, on. Sorry, what sorry. What is this on my back? As Brian puts his clothes back on, Victoria, you once again pull out this little puppet. Uh. And you all hear a voice in your head that goes, Okay, look, look, look. Okay, 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 look, 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 look. I, obviously, I know now you can fucking kick my ass. Obviously. And I, I know, I, I kind of, I fucked up, you know, I fucked up. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a shithead. Uh, I, I know that now. Um, but I do have something pretty cool that I can give you guys. Nope, don't want it. Nope. No, look, no, no, I promise. I promise it's super cool. And I promise nope. I'm not going to try and steal your soul. I plug my ears. I go, la, 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 <laughs> I can talk in your head. I can talk in your head. I'm sorry. Look, I'm no, talking in your head. No, and no. that's just the truth. Apologies. <laughs> I'm really sorry about it. But look, look, look. In my time, I did come to find out some pretty interesting arcane powers. What if I just destroyed the puppet? Yeah. I mean, you'd lose a pretty cool magical thing that you could do. Well, okay. Well, explain. Okay. While I did a lot of stuff with puppets, I also I also learned a lot of stuff about words. Like the power of words. And I can rearrange spells. What? What? I can take a spell and I can change a letter of the spell. Okay. Changing the effect of the spell itself. Uh if I cast Bane, but changed it to bone. <laughs> what would happen? I mean, that might be up to like some kind of greater power's discretion and whether or not they would like to make a joke out of it or like actually just make a bone or a skeleton appear. But, uh, yeah. If I cast burning hands and changed it to an eye, I could just set a bunch of people's asses on fire. Burning hinds! Yes, yes, there you go. Now, now <laughs> you're getting changed? it. <laughs> I've got to go to shatter to shitter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that is a good one. That, but that'd be pretty, yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Does this mean you're still going to talk in our heads? Yeah, can we make a rule about that? Because it's really not okay, dude. Is this like a Siri thing where we can recalibrate the voice or something? I mean, like, I guess you can recalibrate. I mean, like, I, I think the voice is kind of fun, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I can, I mean, I guess I could try and figure out the way to change my voice. I would like it if you just, if you only ever sounded like Dame Judy Dench in our heads. I'd have to do some research, um, <laughs> and I could try and get back to you and maybe take a few days, uh, but I could maybe see if I could work something out. Regardless, Victoria, it's your decision. This thing tormented you. He, he, he didn't manipulate me in the way you would think. If I'm being completely honest, I was incredibly naive about it, but I also kind of let him because I felt lonely for a really long time. But this isn't just my decision. If he's willing to give us extra powers, that might come in handy. Maybe if he sounds like Judy Dench, it won't be so bad. But I guess it's not just my decision. If you guys can hear him now, too, it's technically all of our decision. I, for one, quite agree with Victoria. Does that oh, sound like, God. is that like closer? No. Okay, all right, all right. Again, I'll try and do the work. I can do the work. I promise I can do the work. Can you do the work in regards to not talking to us unless we specifically talk to you? I mean, yeah, I guess. I just, I mean, I like to talk, but I mean, yeah, I can. Are you happier now? Like, you just seem kind of fucking miserable, my guy. Like, are you better now that we've, like, killed the part of you that was so 
angry? I mean, maybe not better so much as just scared, but like, I can try and be better. You know, it can be a situation of like, oh, he can he can find redemption as Dame Judy Dench or something like that. Redemption. Does that work? Is that a thing? Victoria, his redemption is not your job. Well, yeah, I mean, I would do the job. I, I would I would redeem myself. Brian, thoughts? Brian's putting his last shoe on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, you're not going to kill him. And there are benefits here. And frankly, if I change my mind later, I can kill him then. So. <clears throat> Cecil? I mean, you saw what we could do. What we can do. Just as we are right now. This thing, this entity, leached off. I mean, that's the most abusive, fucked up kind of thing you could ever do to someone. Oh, I'm very aware. Why would you let them back into your confidence? Why would you let them try and offer and buy their way out of their punishment? I don't really think any of us deserve to choose someone's punishment. I feel like we all choose his punishment when we opted to kill him. We made up our minds in that realm we were just in. We were all in. I can understand mercy. I, believe me, I can. I grew up with that. That's all I was surrounded by, mercy. But we decided in that realm that his end was more important than him sticking around. We made that decision. Collectively, we were all there. Well, Gus, what was something you actually enjoyed that didn't come at the expense of someone else? I mean, I enjoyed making puppets. Well, what can you do now on this form? Can you do that? Can you return to that? Can you start all over and pursue that? I mean, no, I'm a little puppet. So you're helpless without some sort of vehicle that you can use, some sort of tool. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know, maybe at some point I can find some way to gain control without using somebody. You need to learn how to exist without controlling anyone, period, ever. Quite frankly, I wouldn't let you do what you did to me to someone else, as stupid and naive as I was about it, and even though part of the time I allowed it, I can't accept that happening to anyone else. I could go put him on the very top of the pantry where no one's ever going to find him again. You might need to get comfortable again, spending time with just yourself. Yeah, it's fucking scary, and it's lonely, and honestly, sometimes it sucks because you don't like spending time with that person because that person's not a person you like. But maybe you need to spend some time figuring out who that person should be and what work you can do to move towards that. Does that sound okay? I mean, I don't really have a choice. I mean, if you want to just throw me away, you can do that, I guess. I have no say in the matter anymore. If I had been traveling alone, if I hadn't been traveling with friends, what would our relationship have been like? I mean, you probably would have given up a lot quicker. But you know what? Like, maybe that's what I need is like traveling with friends, you know, making connections and like traveling with you guys. 
maybe that'll help me because like it helped you, you know, because if you hadn't been traveling with them, you know, I'd kind of have control of your body now. But like, maybe I could have that too. Huh? Does that sound good? Huh? Cecil's going to turn into a giant owl again. <laughs> wait, 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 what? No, hang on, what? Victoria takes, uh, rips a piece of paper out of her journal, tosses little Gus on the floor for a second. Ow, what the fuck? Writes something down on the piece of paper and rolls it up, and she's going to tie it to little Gus, and it literally in there it says what the fuck he is, what the fuck he does, and what to beware of, and to ask him if he's a better person now. And if he says something shifty, fucking kill him. It's <laughs> just all right set out. Ties it to little Gus. Says, honestly, man, I think this is what's best for you. Tosses him in the air and lets Cecil grab him. Uh, in my beak, I, I snap up little Gus's puppet form and I'm going to fly out uh, of the open door. And how tall is the pantry? It's like 300 <laughs> feet tall. <laughs> I'm flying up there. <laughs> I'm going to fly up there. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna perch at the very at the very top. I'm gonna crest at the very top. I, I'm gonna find a branch, pick out a little bit, and and snap off branches so it's easy to just kind of put the little puppet on the branch, almost like impaling it. Then I'm gonna fly back down. You fly back down to the cottage, and uh, as you do, the three of you hear a faint voice in your head cool i guess way to be pragmatic and push your problems off onto others bye <laughs> and you feel a severing of a connection with little gus <sighs> it's chilly up there guys uh beautiful view i'll have to take y'all some time but that was nice i saw boomerfield victoria are so yeah. you are you are trying to sever your connection with little gus oh shit hmm yeah, I am. Okay. Character development. Absolutely. Victoria would totally sever that tie because she sees that as moving forward. Okay. Victoria, you take 41 necrotic damage. 41. I am unconscious. As you guys hear those last words from Lil Gus, uh, you see Victoria once again fall unconscious. As, she, as Shit, like the, the spasm the like racks her bodies. I cast cure wounds at a second level. Uh, yeah, Victoria, you come back to consciousness right after hearing Lil Gus's words, <gasps> and you see Brian and Cecil hunched over you, and uh, you can remove the Lil Gus item from your inventory. Ah, uh, sadness. Okay. Ow! Fuck. Hey, you you okay? Ah, uh, uh, fuck. He had, like, a legit tether. Can, can, can you see I how many fingers see. I'm holding how many, yeah, Barely. How many, how many fingers? Uh, Twelve. I need, I need more assistance and help. I feel so <laughs> bad. Ah, oh, I'm in so much pain. I'm I, just... I cast Cure Wounds at a first no. level. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a... Strong, uh, strapping man to help me. You you get three hit points. <laughs> How many? Three. <laughs> Amazing. I flick Brian in the forehead. Ow, ah. what? Idiot. 
what? I, I what? I did what I could. I'm I'm running out of opportunities for spells here. It's okay. I'll I'll walk it off. It's fine. I'm really sorry you guys had to deal with that. I I genuinely for a little while thought I was just going crazy, you know, hearing his voice and you know whatever. And it was just kind of self pitying. But uh, Victoria, yeah. In the spirit of, why don't you ever fucking tell us things? Yeah. It's pretty fair. I don't know. I feel like it should be said. Brian, um, obviously, if you were ever in a similar situation, you bet your ass I'm there. I'll tear it to shreds. I don't care. Victoria, I mean, we obviously, we we just did that. Yeah. That was your one and done. So, no, I'm, I'm, Absolutely. I'm fucking with you. Not I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. No, no, no. no you're good. You're good. You're good. Hey, are you good? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. I I feel honestly, I I feel better, feel stronger than I have in in a long time. There is nothing that is keeping us from getting home. Hey, um it's been a day. Uh Never mind. I'm gonna go to bed. Uh Well thanks. no, you can't you can't just like no, say you can't that, do that. And, then <laughs> not, and then not, you know. I'm with Brian um, on that. You gotta We all good? We good? Yeah. I mean, I'm just still a little like uh con- confused. you know, you, That's understandable uh, considering that we just uh, basically you, you, you kissed him uh, and me and um oh i don't, oh, we're I don't like mean going... any like i don't know i don't like need to, de- to define anything but i mean like if that's your thing like that's awesome that's cool Do you need uh, another one what what no what are you asking for one or are no, you no uh no um never mind uh hey hey victoria hey victoria do me a favor yeah. uh, mm. breathe for just like a second <sighs> yeah okay um you're a lot of things good liar is not one of them yeah no yeah no so if you could just like streamline a thought Mm. and then express it verbally cecil and i might be able to help you out you know uh sure brian ties his other shoe and starts (laughs) (laughs) i'm honestly i haven't even checked out the bedroom are the bedrooms nice here i don't know uh, Wait. let me go. I'm gonna, I'm go gonna check walk into the bedroom. Yeah, I, Victoria I'm gonna, I'm gonna runs open the door, door. There's some nice bedrooms. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna sleep in here. Um, so I'm gonna here from another room. You hear this, like the moving and the scraping of a twin size bed. Is she pushes it through the door and into one room, runs to the other door and opens it up, and brings the other one in. I, it's gonna be really tight, but why don't we just like. We're all in the same. We can sleep on the all in the like the kitchen near the the um fireplace, and it'll be nice and cozy. And I'll see if I can scrounge up some hot chocolate or something. Is there hot chocolate in the kitchen? Hey, man, it's my ideal cottage. So yes, there would be hot chocolate. Wait, so this is fully stocked with like everything that you would want in your dream home, right? We. Yep. Yay! Brian runs to the bathroom and opens the medicine cabinet. What are you looking for? <laughs> I just want to know what Victoria would ideally keep in her medicine cabinet. 
Well, you see uh, Midol in tampons and... Brian closes see- the medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> as Brian, as you run back in, shaking in fear, you hear... And you see Victoria's backpack rumbling again. Is that their phone? It's either the, my phone or the orange stone. I don't know. Just, I, thought, I thought your phone died. My, my phone's still alive, yeah, but I thought, I thought yours I died. I thought your phone died. You reach inside and you feel the vibration and pull it out and you see the orange stone is vibrating. Oh. Does it say from who? Yes, it has caller ID. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you tap it and you guys all hear like an amplified sound as you hear Valencia. Oh. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to get you guys or not. I'm not sure what you guys are up to right now um but i i i felt like i needed to call you guys yeah what's up so you know how i'm like kind of running the bounty hunters guild now and kind of like in charge of things yeah Yeah. so i had like a a party that was out kind of scouting nearby areas uh and they just came back and they told me about um it sounded kind of familiar from where you guys said you guys came from those ruins yeah. They said there was noises and lights coming from them. They didn't get too close because it was just kind of a scouting party. So they didn't see anything? They were pretty far away, so they weren't really able to see anything. They saw some lights and heard some things, but... Um, we're actually heading back that way. When we showed up, we were one of very few people there. So the fact that you're hearing crowds of people is kind of strange. Yeah, th- I just... This feels like something that could be kind of worrisome. Um, I mean, I know we have our Bounty Hunters Guild. I don't really know if we have enough manpower to potentially face something like this. Do you guys have any other contacts that could be useful? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Multiple towns. Um, can I send you, like, their contacts? I, I have some in my phone. Or uh, in the yeah. orange stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Patty LeBone. What kind of fucking name is Patty LeBone? Oh, he's great. Oh, he's, he's awesome. You're going to love him. He's so funny. Uh, you might not like him. Okay. Okay. Renee Kelly, maybe want to talk with someone here. Uh, uh, Carlick, uh, our friend Carlick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Renee will get you in contact with the runaways and the hideaways. Um, Don't they're... talk to Ratness, though. It's like and, not a trustworthy. Todd. Yeah. Ta- or Todd. Not Todd okay, okay, all right. I'm writing all this down. Uh, I'll make sure to, to keep this in mind. I'm I'm getting some people sent out now, and uh, I'm going to work to get in contact with these people. Whatever you do, one, I would highly suggest that you do not let your mom go fly over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's been kind of grounded for the past few days, so. Two, there's something called Wally the Warlock. Have people on the lookout for him. Strange magical energies, purplish auras. Yeah. Purpley, silvery yeah, general, auras. Yeah. And okay. anything with strange magical vibes. yeah bad, bad vibes. vibes yeah i mean always always be on the lookout set for your it. sensors to bad vibes we always make vibe checks yeah not on mission good so good. Okay, okay okay great great i'll get started on this and um best of luck to you guys you too and stay in touch if anything changes let us know all right we'll do we'll do love you what L- what i mean like, <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> victoria clicks yeah <laughs> Cecil, you good? You good, man? That was, was like that, one was of that slips, like a, when you, you accidentally know? call your teacher mom, or was that yeah. like a thing? Yeah. As Fritz flaps and and settles on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> 
I pull all the mattresses out to the like open floor plan space, mm-hmm. and I drag one of the big heavy reading nook chairs in front of the door and prop it in front so that we have like the extra security here and the the fire is lit and warm and i have found the hot cocoa and made hot cocoa and it's basically just a giant pillow fort with blankets gumbo the bear is also outside (gasps) oh he's gonna he's gonna basically sleep right in front of the door (sighs) fritz is gonna be perched on top of the house and wallace the skunk um is just gonna kind of snuggle up i guess oh great you guys tuck in with this new nugget of information as you laying together in this open floor plan drift off to sleep unsure of what the next day may bring and with that class is dismissed Holland Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D Holland Dragons. If you enjoyed the episode, we'd love to see a five-star review from you, and we would love it even more if you could share it with a friend. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is, as always, done by the incredibly talented Carlina Alvarez. A link to her stuff can be found in the episode description as well. Until next time, a few of us have actually been working on another podcast that should be going public pretty soon now, so be keeping an eye out for Dang Another Dungeon, a completely homebrewed adventure DM'd by our very own Brandon Lindsay, with player performances by myself, Andy Dinehart, and our good friend of the podcast, Jackson Pounds, as well as a few other friends of ours. Be keeping an eye out. It should be available soon on most podcast platforms you can find. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. This is going to be a battle of the five armies, my guys. It's going to be something. We'll see. I really don't want to see Ratness again. Sorry.